Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week, we watch Skyscraper, directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber and released in 2018. The plot of Skyscraper goes something like this. A father goes to great lengths to save his family from a burning skyscraper. Or, as The Rock describes it, Die Hard meets the towering inferno. But yes. anyway. Uh, so as it's, we... it's a lot. It's a lot more diehard than Towering Inferno, I would say. Mm. But, like, yes, technically. Indeed. Anyway, uh, as we usually do, we'll do a quick spoiler-free bit to tell you whether we think you should see Skyscraper. I mean, you probably will because it has the rock in it, Uh, but we'll do it anyway. So, Katie, should people see Skyscraper? Um, Right now I'm looking up um, uh, reviews to this movie to see what other people think, and literally the first one that I saw says – the movie is exactly what you think it is. So if you want to go see Die Hard with The Rock and Nev Campbell, then go see this movie. Yeah. If that sounds like something that you would enjoy, go see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, personally, I didn't want to go and see this because I get vertigo and I find that stuff kind of difficult. And, it like, it was... It was what it was. It was exactly what I was expecting it to be. That said, the worst vertiginous scenes, or almost all of the worst ones, were... In the trailer, there was only a couple that weren't in the trailer. Like the big, the big leap off the crane is in the trailer, and the um, the, the incredibly uh, mathematically impossible leap off the crane. But sure, yeah, and and Nev Campbell running across the plank of wood. There's not really much more than that in the movie. So you know, you'll know if you get vertigo, and if you do, you'll know to look away. I guess in those scenes, um, because that's you know part of their marketing. So that that would be the one thing. But yeah, it it does what it says on the tin, really. It's The Rock saving his family and playing a character with a disability. And that's really it. <laughs> I mean, it it's fine. Um, it's not great. It doesn't have the same sort of oh, – I didn't find it had the same sense of fun as some of The Rock's other, like, dumb summer blockbusters have, like his Hercules or Central Intelligence, which is also by the same director, had a lot more of a sense of fun about them um, than this one. But – yeah, it was fine. If that's your thing, go see it. If it's not, skip it. Mm. There'll be another rock movie in, you know, 3 months from now anyway. Yeah. Um what uh, So you were looking up, up you were looking you? at a review, were you? Uh yeah, I just wanted to see what like what people thought about it. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um the, I've I haven't seen too many reviews. Most of the reviews were sort of like uh, that it was a bit lackluster. Mm. Um, that's generally what I've heard, and yeah, I mean, I can see where they're coming from because this, in terms of like the stakes and stuff, they don't feel super high, um, particularly the ending. But mm. well, I mean, I think the stakes feel high in that, like, the, literally, the only thing you care about is the Rock and his family, mm. and as long as that's the only thing, like, there's no other people who are in danger no. here. There's no kind of like. You know, it, it, there's nothing else at stake except The Rock, his wife, his kids. Mm. And as long as you... Watch... I, 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 re- I really like Nev Campbell. I didn't buy into the kids as much. They were fine, but they weren't, like, super great kid actors or anything. No. I mean, yeah, they were fine. Um, They're just, you know, they're just there kids. to be endangered in an action movie. Pretty much, And it is yeah. really, really nice to see Hollywood normalizing interracial couples and... Like having The Rock and Nev Campbell and their, yeah. you know, multiracial children and yeah, all and that stuff. Exactly. Nice. I also thought it was good. And um, this is a 
kind of minor spoiler, but like it also how how the Rock gets his injury in the first place is from a white male domestic violence um, perpetrator. Yeah, which was I before I saw the movie, I kind of thought that he had been a combat veteran or something, but yeah. it's, it's actually um, Nerve Campbell is a combat veteran or a, a army surgeon, a naval surgeon veteran, and she's done. Um, two, three, tours? three tours in Afghanistan, and he was a, he was ex FBI. Um, so it was just like I, I thought that was just an interesting origin story because it's he's not based on a true story, but he's kind of based on like a veteran that The Rock has met and had dealings with, who has mm. um a lower leg amputation, and that's like why he wanted to make the character have um that particular disability. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I mean, it's. Fine, and I think they mostly did that so that it would have he would have a mirroring situation at the end yeah. of the movie. But yeah, um, oh, oh, well, yes, of course there was that like children in danger kind of thing. But yeah, I, it was just one of those things where I th- it did where the rock. And we've talked about this before, and we'll go into spoilers in a second. But the rock's brand of masculinity is quite healthy. Like there's a lot of macho aspects to it, but there's quite a it, it's not toxic the way it's, he does masculinity. He's not in, he he's not, for example, he doesn't need to be the tallest man on the screen all the time. Yeah, it's better than a lot of other male action heroes brands of masculinity. Like especially, we watched the trailer for Mission the next Mission Impossible movie before uh, this. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about people with a really really toxic brand of masculinity, you've got Tom Cruise and Henry who, Cavill and. And Henry Cavill, yes. He's his, a bad his, guy, though. So. Yeah, his toxic masculinity is more in off-screen stuff than on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other one is Superman, who's, like, that has a whole bunch of problems. Again, that's, yeah, the, um, the, the problems. That don't stem from him. But no. Tom, because Tom Cruise is a brand. Like, Henry Cavill's not a brand yet. No. He can't make demands, obviously. No. Because otherwise but, he would have shaved that moustache off. Like, he's he hasn't got a brand for himself yet. Mm. Whereas Tom Cruise and The Rock... Uh, you can draw much closer parallels mm. with, especially looking at things like um, The Rock's love interest in this is Nev Campbell. She is a year younger than him. Mm, One year. Mm. That is an age-appropriate love interest for him. Absolutely. Which is really one of the, like really exciting. And he see. always has age-appropriate. Carla Gugino, I think, is older than him, and she's been yeah. his love interest in a couple of movies. Yeah. A- and, um, yeah, he tends to, to do that. Right. So there's that. Um, the women, well, I have some quarrels with Nev Campbell in this movie in that it really seems to be building up this kind of she can do it idea. And yet they constantly undermine that, undermine that, which is really frustrating for me. Um, but at least she does something. Mm, Yes. She's Nev Campbell. She's so great. I love her so much. She's so like gorgeous and, you know, muscly and strong and Mm. cool and, and all these other things that I like about her. Um, and we never get to see her in anything. So it's exciting for me to see her. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is what well, there's a brand of masculinity that prioritizes children and doesn't like and, and allows emotional vulnerability in terms of, you know, um, crying around kids or, or telling them they love him, that he loves them and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's and, a admi- lot of and admitting you're scared and things like that. Yeah. And it's also one that, um, like, where he, um, likes to bring in lots of people from different ethnicities into his movies. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's places he could go, especially in terms of female representation and things like that. But um, 
by and large, pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good. Anyway, we will get properly into spoilers now if you've listened this long. So, anyway. And he looked so good in that outfit. The, sh- the shirt and tie and mm. pants outfit was really good. I really liked that outfit. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, it kind of all falls apart later. But yeah, like, yeah. When he first gets into it, I was, she, he was like, are you sure it's not too much? I'm like, no, no, wear that. Definitely wear that. It's <laughs> good. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, and he looks different to what he looks like in his other movies. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, no, he's got his, his beard and it's like different. He, he, he's acting. <laughs> so, oh, like yeah. he's, you know, he's costumed and whatnot. You know, this is a different part. He, he's taken it seriously. So, yeah, yeah he I does. Mean, he's, he's not really, I think, saying he's acting is probably pushing it. The role he plays is still the same as all the other guys. It's just, <laughs> it's that, but with, you know. A limp. A limp, yeah. Yep. Um, and a beard. Um, in fact, I think he did more acting in Jumanji than he did in this. <laughs> and that he, I think he tried more, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think part of the problem, though, is this movie. Um, the, I think the easiest way to talk about this movie is to directly compare it with Die Hard. Yes. Because it is, it, I mean... Yes, there is fire, but the major kind of beats and everything are very diehard. Yes, yes. Um, there is a moment when somebody diehards right off a building. Like it's mm. it's really, yeah. really. The, I wrote it twice in my notes. The Hans Gruber memorial exit. Yes, yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some other bits and pieces as well. But the thing that Die Hard does really, really well, um, is that it establishes characters before you start, um, yeah. the action part. This mm. the action in this gets started so fast and you really only see um Dwayne and Nev together for like one scene before they do all of that yeah. and it's not an emotionally weighty scene the Die Hard establishes this relationship that's complicated between um Bruce Willis and his wife yeah John McClane and his wife there's a name you're going to remember I don't remember <laughs> what um the rock's name is no Holly Gennaro is, is them. Yeah, John McClane's um, wife's yeah. name. And in this movie, I believe Nev Campbell played Sarah, which is yes, like... shoot, Sarah Sawyer. They were Will and Sarah Sawyer. <laughs> which is like the least memorable names you could possibly And think I think of. the kids were called something like Henry and Georgia. It was yeah. really... Also, like, not the names that those two people would give their kids, but anyway, whatever. They were very boring names. Yeah, it was just like... I think it didn't didn't really matter. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, it seemed like something that like they put into like a name generator. Right, that's what came yeah. out. Family name generator, go. Um, yeah, but they established that they have a complicated relationship. Yep. So the stakes there are that um, McLean has to kind of make it up to his wife as well. Yeah. Like he and he has to learn something. There's nothing that The Rock has to learn in this. He has no arc right. whatsoever, except don't trust your old friends. Right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who like it's as awkward as can be from the start. That when as soon as that guy comes off the off the elevator and he's like, "Hey, brother," and like it just it's a really awkward moment. And and I think you went in it within within about half a second. You leaned over and went, "He's definitely bad." Yeah, and like it's he was so awkward coming off that elevator that you're like, "Oh yeah, he's not on the level." Like you can tell just by looking at this guy. Um. But back to oh, and and Noah Taylor. It was such a Noah shock Taylor when he appeared. turned on everybody. Like yeah, Noah Taylor, aka poor man's Ben Mendelsohn. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, like Ben he, Mendelsohn's too busy doing like Star Wars and yeah. he's in something else coming up as well. Yeah, um, I th- I shouldn't say poor like poor man's because I believe Noah Taylor has a um has an Oscar nomination. But yes, 
Yeah, but that's what he's doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely being moment. poor man's Ben Mendelsohn. It, like, down to the same stupid accent and all that kind of stuff. It was just... Yeah, but Ben Mendelsohn does it, like, does that a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah. Um, And anyway, uh, sorry, but just briefly back to the one scene we do get before shit goes down between The Rock and Nev Campbell. It's basically, like... He's got this really big meeting and so she kind of – and they've gone to, come to Hong Kong for this big job that he's got to do. And she, like, pumps him up. I mean, you know, you can do this and all that. And then there's this, like, very small joke about, like, her phone stops working. She doesn't know how to fix it. And he's like, just turn it off and on again and that'll fix – which sets up for later on. But, like, that's the entirety of the interaction. Yes. And um, one of the really big problems that I have with this movie is that everything that Nev Campbell does is undermined by the fact that – she either has to be told by The Rock to do it or taught in the beginning of the movie how to do it so that she can then save him at the end. But the, the, except for when there's a fire and she so she knows to fill up the um, sinks and bathtubs and get the towels wet. That's the, True, but that doesn't do anything. Well, it's, it's designed to help the kids get through the fire. Like, that's to help the kids get out. But then the towels disappear very, very quickly. Yeah, it doesn't do – that's what I mean. Yeah. There's, there's, um, no, there's no effect of that. You, you do see her doing that. That is one thing. But, yeah, there were t- quite a few times when I wrote a note that said something like, is she a surgeon? Wouldn't she – she's ex, ex-Navy. She did three tours in Afghanistan. She would have more, like, street smarts than this. Right. There, and decisions that she makes, like, as if – when you're in this strange building that you don't know and the fire alarm goes off, you don't immediately try and get down and out. Right, but she couldn't do that. No, but she could have. There was a brief window yeah, that's true. where she could have done that. Um, but, but the fire she was, kind of t- was on the floor below them. She does, But she takes her time, like, getting the kids ready and then, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, but there, there were just times when I was just like... And also I think, like, there's a lot of stuff about the fire safety measures and all that sort of stuff. And she does. It does help her that she can speak Chinese at one point as well. Yeah, that yes, that is also. And she teaches him to speak Chinese, and then he says one word of it. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't do anything. Like it, yeah, there's yeah. no effect of the yeah. things that she's able to do. And then when they like, when no, they the, have chi- to go the Chinese and, only has an effect for her later on with the cops. Yes. Yeah. Um. And the, like when she is tr- when they're trying to save Henry, she's like, "What do?" Um. She doesn't actually say the words, but I saw this speech by Reese Witherspoon recently where she's like, "If you watch any movie." with um like any action movie or whatever and there's a woman and she always turns to the man and says what do i do na- what do we do now right mm. like they always have to turn to a man to ask what to do next yeah and she does that like 10 times in this movie in different yeah. ways and you're like but she should she should be able to solve this problem right there's no reason that she should be she should have to turn to him to solve this problem she can do that she's... or she they could work together right like she's clearly very bright and a combat veteran like this is not someone who can't solve problems herself, right? Like it's it's really done. And and like as much as I love Mister Handsome Policeman and all that kind of stuff, she really does. Or she's always like, "Can I do this?" Always asking for permission and like, "What do we do?" Kind of. I mean, she does. She solves the problem of where the bad guys are and then tells him to take her with him. Mm. But she doesn't just go there by herself or anything like no. that. She just kind of goes along with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when. They have one female villain there for her to fight, and we'll get into her later because, my God. but yeah, She's um, clearly been hired because she can do some kind of martial arts, but not much else. Right. Um, and the – so, she, like, it came to the end of the movie, and I was like, oh, that's why there's that one female villain. It's so Nev Campbell can fight her. Mm. And then their fight scene is terrible, lasts three seconds, and she has to be saved by Byron Mann. Like, mm. Why? 
Nev Campbell has defeated four super, uh, four um, serial killers by herself. She doesn't need a, a guy to come in and save her mm. from this terrible actress. Yeah. Hannah Quinlivan. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn, Quinlivan, yeah. Yeah. Um, is very bad in this. Like, mm. distractingly bad. Like, I would get frustrated whenever we had to cut to her because she and the, the hacker guy that she was with mm. were the worst actors in this movie. And that's saying something. There were some really bad actors in this movie. But, mm. like, she was terrible. She was, like, an anime come to life. Like, <laughs> all she did was, like, flip her hair in, you know, exciting ways and fight. Yeah. She never, there was never an expression on her face. No. Um, and the hacker guy had the worst German accent since Hugo Weaving in Captain America. <laughs> like it was so oh. all over the place. It was so terrible that it hurt my ears watching those scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The actor who played him, I've just found that I, I, you need to know no more than his name is Matt O'Leary. <laughs> yeah. Born in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. In the, yeah. Not German, unsurprisingly. <gasps> no, no. I, I don't even know if he was going for German. I was guessing German based well, on the, the words were, he was using. Well, the others, yeah, sounded vaguely German slash Scandinavian. Clearly, they were meant to be Scandinavian because they have let Nev Campbell say it at some point and his name is Corres Botta, yeah, which is not quite German but they definitely made them sound German yes I mean I actually thought the bad guy was pretty good but he seemed like mm. a he seemed like a henchman he didn't seem like the main bad guy no um, he, it's not that he was bad, but he just didn't have enough presence to be right. like a Hans Gruber guy. He looked like one of Hans Gruber's henchmen. Right. Like it I was kept... really hard to tell. There was all these dudes in like, um, coveralls and stuff. And you're like, he's the boss. Yeah. I, I kept thinking that somebody was going to be revealed as the real bad guy mm. <laughs> because that guy was not. And somebody it. like charismatic and yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think he was, and I, like I said, I don't think he was bad. I just think that he was playing. It was too much of a like brute force mm. kind of henchman guy, yeah, um, rather than the smart guy who carries out this plan. Yeah, I kept thinking for a while that um, the guy who planned the pearl, like the designer, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. main bad guy. But then uh, I was Chow. like, oh no, that's how they got the China money. They're not going to make him the bad guy. No, no. Like they want him to be a hero. Same with Byron Mann, who is fine. Like he's just yeah. the um, Al. Role. I thought he was great. I he's just. Kind so of, dreamy. he was like, yeah, but they didn't give him a lot to do, really. No, and they also like at the end they have a scene where he's like glad to finally meet you to the Rock, yeah. But like they don't have a John McClane and the cop um, relationship. I want to say Al, but I Al. don't know if that's his name in that movie or in something else, right? But th- but those two because he did that role a lot in right. that time. And those I think... two develop a, a proper relationship. They, yeah. uh, they but never they talk t- to each other on the phone and stuff as well. Yeah, but but the Rock and and Byron Man never talk on the phone. No. There's no contact like that. And that – so that moment at the end isn't earned. Like – It is Al. Yeah. Reginald Val Johnson, Al Powell. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Officer Powell. Yeah, Officer Powell and John McClane have a proper, like, relationship going on. So when they meet at the end, like, that's really earned. They've been through some shit together. Right. Whereas um, and he Byron Man and The Rock have been through some shit, but not together. No. Byron Man's been through a small bit of shit with Nev Campbell – Nothing yeah. with the rock. All, all we've had and the female offsider who actually quite liked. Yeah, I think she I was probably well. the best, even though she was so stupid because she spoke in Chinese, and then they discovered that Nev Campbell could speak Chinese, and so they like understood what they were saying. But she did it again. Yeah, like what? Yeah, she didn't learn anything. Yeah. Anyway, but that that was annoying. But yeah, there was no nothing like that. There there was this. They had this thing where like 
every you got the sense that everyone was watching this whole like people were in the streets watching the building burn, but also they had big screens of like the rock climbing whatever he was climbing he had really good camera on him all at all times for the did, crowd to watch in the street they did at least set that up by having a helicopter for all those shots like yeah, yeah. they always showed you where the camera angles were coming right. from but yeah 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 you could like they had that sort of arrangement so like the crowd had a relationship with the rock it was a bit like do you remember a few weeks ago when there was that raccoon that climbed up that building no oh, oh <laughs> vaguely so it was like this building yeah, in yeah, Minneapolis, yeah. and then I, I just I just looked it up before we started because I but it, it it captivated people for like twelve hours on Twitter because yeah. this this animal was climbing up this twenty four story building, and he eventually got to the top, and at the top like the police had kind of lured him over the up onto the roof with cat food, and he was safe, and they got him anyway. But this brave record, and like people were just watching, and you can totally imagine that happening. Yeah, but brave <laughs> ro- raccoon. Um, yeah. <laughs> terrible sorry um but like it was really like i i wrote something about like the the crowd watching a live the rock movie yeah (laughs) yeah but also um i just the one that cracked me up was imagine that crowd in the scene where the um rope is tied around his his false leg and then he like flips around and grabs it imagine not knowing that he had a false leg in that scene and being like did he just detach his leg yeah yeah (laughs) no (laughs) so funny to me yeah it would have been kind of cool yeah um but yeah that actually that was one of the scenes that wasn't in the trailer that was cut was cool and vertiginous when he puts duct tape on his hands and feet and like um geckos around the building tom cruises around the building like um that's one of the mission impossible ones too remember when he climbs up with the sticky thing yeah basically like what geckos do yeah um and he's got to get around to the turbines and stuff like that bit was kind of that was really cool it was yeah i mean but it there's no way it would work. No. Like, well, I mean, the thing is, that's the, half the problem. The physics, like, you only have to look at that shot from the poster to see the physics don't work on that. Yeah, the There's jump. The, yeah. the jump, on the jump, sorry. but but And the duct tape as well. Like, duct tape will do that a couple of times, but all the way around. Like, he yeah, no, that's not, it won't climbed work. for a while, but, yeah, that was unlikely to have been, uh, that was, like, not realistic in any way. And the jumping between the turbines, they were moving way too fast. Yeah. He, him, even him to time that jump. Yeah, there's no yeah that, those things annoyed me more than I enjoyed them because yeah they're just so so unrealistic. I mm. think the stuff inside the building was a little better, yeah, for the most part. But that was it's yeah. just too much. Yeah, for me. I I I need some realistic physics. We talked about this when we did it Ant Man last week. So the physics, like, you lives or dies by the physics. Yeah. They have to be believable, and they're just not. The Rock doesn't believe in physics. I mean, this is the star of the Fast and the Furious franchise. He this is true. There's no such thing as physics. Um, yeah. Physics bend to the rock, damn it. Um, yeah, not the other way around. Not the other Whereas way around. Whereas a far more effective scene is the Hall of Mirrors stuff in the in the Pearl, at the, the end, the heaven stuff. Like that's much... Um, it is, but it's also... That's so unoriginal as well. Right. It's like not- the Hall of Mirrors thing is like the one... The only... Um, example that I can remember is Tango and Cash. I was thinking of the James, that James Bond film, but yeah, um, with the little guy. I can't remember the name. Which James Bond job? film? Uh, no, no, it's on on an island. I don't know. Anyway, one of the James I'm Bond bad film. at James Bond well, films. Me, they blur into one. Right. In yeah, my I head have the same problem. Much. But there's one with the Hall of Mirrors. It's I think it's it might be the one with Christopher Lee, but on the island. But I don't. The Man with the Golden Gun. Um, but I'm not. Don't quote me on Odd that. Our job is the little guy with the hat. Yeah, the hat and it 
I don't think it's him. Okay. It's uh, another guy. I think it's uh, Christopher Lee with Scaramanga, right? So that's yeah, yeah. Anyway, there is that's my most famous Hall of Mirrors scene that right. I can remember. Oh um, uh, yeah, Tango and Cash is probably less famous, but probably on a more, on a closer level with skyscraper. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it's been done like a million times before. Which, but I think it. I don't know. I to me, I liked the added stakes of you're in this pearl and they you, they break through the floor at certain points. The tennis like, ball in the sky. Yeah, that gives it gives gives it some stakes, right? There's a hole yeah. in the floor. There's like somebody gets they early on he gets rid of one of the henchmen by having him sucked out by his parachute. But but how predictable was the twist in the ending of that? Like when he goes, "There's one thing you should know." Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm behind, behind you. you. And then he goes, I'm behind you. And I was like, of course you are. That defeats everything because this is supposed to mirror that beginning part. Yeah. So it, he should have to solve this as a problem, not like just happen to be behind him. Like that's infuriating to me. Yeah. Because that's the, to me, that's the worst writing well, in the and, movie. And this is, this is that's why. That's a bad payoff to that setup. And to me, the ending didn't feel particularly high stakes because of that. Because you, you don't you feel like he you you the audience isn't shown him figuring it out that problem solving thing yeah so he just wins and then nev campbell saves him by turning it off and on again and rebooting which is the building what he told which is her what how to exactly do. so that is also really frustrating like i was i was like so oh she's going to save like, him and then i was like 45 oh. year old woman doesn't know how to reboot her own phone yeah. anyway beside the point yeah yeah especially 45 year old woman who's like 25-year army vet, uh, navy vet. <laughs> it would have been – I would have liked it better if she had told told him to turn things off and back on again. That would have – yeah, right? Like he can't operate – he's he's great with a gun, but he can't operate his phone kind of thing. But that, that wouldn't make sense because he's a security – like he knows all the security systems. Yes, because that's part of his job. Yeah. Yeah. So – But just because someone's like good at one aspect of IT doesn't mean they know how to like do everything. That's true, but I, I but, think it yeah. makes less sense. Yeah. Also, another thing that doesn't make sense is that iPad that he had. They oh, unlock it once and with then, his face, and they, then it's just unlocked for the rest of the time. And they like, close for another it. Hour? Yeah. I mean, potentially, while it was unlocked, they could keep it unlocked and then change the password, I guess. But no, no, no. Because later on, no, because you have to give your thumbprint again if you want to change your password and, and or yes. take it off. And later on, the hacker guy in his accent says something about how now they don't have to have the the biometrics yeah, scan yeah, again. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's been an hour or something. Like, it's yeah, been ages But not just has it been an hour. You sh- she, show, she is shown, like, they put the smart cover back on it and she pulls the cut, which locks an iPad, yeah. and they pull the cover off and it's still unlocked. It makes, no, that's another thing that annoyed me in this movie. Yes, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, that was so ridiculous. Okay, so I'm going to get into a couple of things I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the cinematography on this movie is fantastic. Yes, yes. I really, really liked it. There's a lot of – it. you're never confused about what's going on. There's a lot of long takes of fights, long takes of action scenes. Mm. It only cuts when it's – like the cuts are good cuts most of the time. They're ones yeah. that like, that, you know, build the tension or like the one where he puts the leg in between the doors, which would crush it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. that have impact um i really appreciated the cinematography it looks great yeah um and we we looked up that cinematography yeah cinematography and his, his name is robert, robert elswit and he is uh paul thomas anderson's regular cinematographer he also is george clooney's regular cinematographer he shot one of katie's favorite movies nightcrawler 
Mm. I love the way that movie looks. Yeah. I just love it. And, uh, yeah, like, he's a really good cinematographer. He's done really, really good movies. He shot the last Mission Impossible film, um, a couple of – one of the Bourne films, The Town, Salt. Like, he's a really good cinematographer, yeah. um, which is, I think, a really smart choice because the director of this, Rawson Marshall Thurber, um, who made Central Intelligence, is he's a good comedy director. He also made Easy A, which I'm a real big fan of, and um, a bunch of other comedies like Dodgeball and stuff that are – like people like I haven't I'm not really that into but um so he's a comedy director and he hired someone who's who's both arty and experienced at action films Mm. to shoot it and that was a really smart choice it was it looks amazing um just the way the shots are set up is really beautiful like Mm. you know there's a lot of really nice shots um yeah I, I did make a note that I'm glad long takes are back in fashion yeah because they went out of fashion for a while and everything was really choppy and I'm glad yeah, something yeah. I also thought this movie did quite cleverly was it turned off the score at various points. Like there's a mm. um a bit of hand to hand combat with the Rock and um, Pablo Schreiber when he yeah that was a good fight that scene. was a really good fight scene and then there was no score underneath it. Yeah, I mean obviously the Rock is like that's what you you might get him to do hand to hand combat because that his his you know that's his background his skill set, but um yeah but I've seen other movies where he's not that like, was the, a really good fight yeah. The fight scenes are not as well choreographed. Although when they smashed the rock's head into that TV, I was like, oh, yeah, right. He's, he's definitely got a concussion now. Um, yeah. And yeah. also bits of glass in his head. But um, Yeah, right. The they only thing... show him pulling that one bit of glass out of his sh- – That's, out of that's his at a different point. Yeah. Later on. Um, yeah, but it was, it was a good scene and it, it, you know, uses the rock's talents as a wrestler. I have noticed in this and in Rampage – um, and I think something else that, like, having a wound on his head is a thing now. Like, when they put him in movies, like, there's always, like, a, you know, bit of blood on his head or whatever mm. to, like, I don't know, make it worthwhile that he's bald, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, the beginning, actually, where he – the 10 years ago bit where the grenade goes off, the way he is in that room and the way that explosion goes, it's weird that the bit that got injured was his leg. Like, he had, had ended up having to get his leg amputated and no other injuries to the top of his body. The um, Pablo Schreiber's character has, like, a very minor facial – like, uh, yeah, it looks like, like a, it goes burn, further down. Like though. a burn mark on the side of his face or something. Yeah. Um, it's down his neck and yeah, it goes yeah. into his shirt. So I think the implication is that like – Yeah, he got burned or something. Yeah. But just at the angle though, like the, like the Rock was leading that team into that room. Also, do you remember that guy being in the first scene, Ben? No. No, me neither. Mm. That was he, he's not poorly a, set up. He's not a memorable actor. But yeah, they could have easily done like a them talking to one another about something. Or like had any kind of – yeah, something, some dramatic shot of him or something. Yeah, just something that where well, we know it's the two of them. Because um, I, I was too distracted well, by the fact that Paul McGillian was in that scene to right. notice anything else. And I, yeah, yeah. And I had um, I have that um, middle-aged white man face blindness thing going on, or rather, I just have trouble telling my middle-aged white men apart. So there I was middle-aged. I don't think Pablo Schreiber's middle-aged. No, I was. I mean, the dad. I got the dad, and then because the the the, oh, the dad in that scene, the the domestic violence perp looks very similar to like the um bota the the actual bad guy yeah he does and at first i was like wait did he survive that and then come back to do to do this and then i realized the accent was different and it was like it wasn't that but because they look so alike yeah it's like oh. sorry I, I use the term middle age broadly like they're just you know Whatever, but um, yeah, I, I would see that. I can see that with them, but I, I feel like Pablo Shriver's not. I don't. No, no, old. I had no. Tr- no, that's. Um, I d- didn't have too much trouble telling Pablo Shriver, and also because he's so 
tall and big, yeah. like he and The Rock, it would have, that would have been a great – you could have just had a really quick friendship moment, yeah. the two of them, because they I think they abseil down some rocks and then they like mm. enter the building. There could have been a really good like moment between the two. They could have talked to Paul oh, McGillian, right? They abseil down some rocks. That was a setup for later. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah. and they But they could have had a scene where like The Rock and Pablo's his two IC and they talked to Paul McGillian yeah. and they're like – being bros or whatever, but you can tell this is very serious and they, they know they're experienced or whatever. But like, then you have Pablo Schreiber's character say something that's just, that's like just a little off compared to what The Rock would say. And then bam, go into the scene. You remember the guy from later on when you see him. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, yeah, there's no setup for who he is. No, no. Which is poorly done. And it's so, they establish him as bad way before. The Rock finds out he is, which mm, is yeah. also a poor decision. Like, I think a lot of that stuff is just not very well paced and not very well done. No. And there are also, like, you can kind of tell that the director is a comedy director because there's these little moments that are kind of clever and funny, but they don't factor into anything. Mm. Like um, when The Rock is on that crane and he's like about to smash the door open and then he just reaches us out and tests it and he's like, oh, it's open. And then he kind of rolls his eyes at himself and goes in. That was great. And also, all, almost in the next shot, you see him push the button to make the crane get longer and it says maximum extension. And I was yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing a comedy director would pick up. Yes. I, I think there are moments that are like, yeah, the little funny moments and things or almost funny. I don't think there's a whole lot of laughs in this, but. No, um, no, and I think that's what well, to me. That's also almost part of the problem. It's like it could go in that funny direction a bit more. It could be a bit lighter, yeah. But it's not. It takes itself quite seriously. Yeah, I think it does. I th- I think, I mean, it really kind of once it gets the action going, mm-hmm. it really doesn't stop. It's very like mm-hmm. you know full on but there's never real tension because you never really think anybody's going to get hurt that matters no and you don't really care about Zhao that much who has no. his own whole plot if they had given him any kind of you know personality or something to care about or yeah ma- a- anything apart from like being a moderately good-looking famous yeah, Asian and he, actor. Yeah, he clearly loves he loves the building. But there's no but like, real there's... establishment of that. And also because I just kept thinking he was probably a bad guy. Like mm. the fact that he doesn't leave, mm. is not. it doesn't look like a whole, you know, Titanic going down with a ship thing. It looks like he's got plots. He's planning mm. things within the building still. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. And like – they establish this kind of relationship with the bodyguard, but then the bodyguard dies. Mm. So well, there's I mean, no more of that. Like, he, he saves the boss while... Yeah, but but I'm saying that Zhao needs the the mm. character build-up, not the yeah, bodyguard. Yeah. The bodyguard had more. He's plenty of character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Noah Taylor had plenty of character. Well, I mean... <laughs> one thing. He had one thing. You could tell when he came on screen, screen he was going to be bad. Yes. Um, and, and, like, also with his sneering kind of irritating thing i believed he would hurt the kids more than the big bad guy yeah who ended up doing like just he was awful and you're like that doesn't even that doesn't fit with what you established earlier in the movie no because he, he he was kind of like he just he did they didn't care like they they were kind of like they saw that the yeah. camp and the kids were there and they were like eh, whatever yeah exactly it wasn't like uh they just didn't fit they didn't sort of 
they, they didn't seem like they would care enough to be the kind of people who would dangle a little girl off a building. Well, try, I, no. I can see, like, he's very practical. I can see that. But but the other stuff where he's, like, yelling at her to shut up and all that stuff was no. weird to me. Like, because yeah. that's not really part of anything. And she's not doing anything no. that's going to affect your plan. So you're just doing that to be nasty. And mm. it doesn't – I feel like it would be more interesting if he was more uncaring about that. Right. Like, that kind of and I think there precision. even is a moment where he does talk to the kids like yeah there is early. yeah and he's he's like a brave knight and a pretty princess and she's like I'm a king or something like that yeah Which yeah was well they were kind of careful about the gender roles with the children like they put the opposite sex child with the opposite sex like with the opposite parent so the son was with Nev Campbell and the daughter was with the rock ended up with the rock and they also this made the son like sickly inverted commas like he has asthma mm. and you also they also give the line about being scared to the sun and let the rock like kind of say it's okay to be scared sometimes otherwise we couldn't be brave they don't ever have the daughter do that kind of stuff they they make the sun have those more slightly feminine moments yeah yeah i think they just tried to make it pretty even yeah yeah they did and of course the daughter like climbs up the uh, waterfall thing as right. well. So she's kind of she's so shown as a bit more brave and adventurous. Um, I, so I thought they, I think they were very careful and deliberate with who that, what they did there. Also, this is probably accurate, but it made me kind of laugh. The girl looks a bit older than the boy, like she's taller and I, everything. Yeah, but until they twins. said they're twins, I thought, oh, they're like just siblings. But that makes a lot of sense because girls, girls do tend to grow more than yeah they boys had their growth certain... spurt earlier yeah. yeah so I was like oh that's cool that actually makes sense if I like I don't know how old they were meant to be like ten or so I'd say yeah nine mm. ten somewhere around there yeah I thought that was nice mm. uh, their interactions were actually pretty good I would have liked to see more of them together mm. again to establish more character well yeah because they like, were really not they were just there to be essentially damsels in distress yeah there's this moment at the beginning where they're like it sucks that we couldn't see the pandas and stuff and i was like give us more of that like, like give us more of them having actual personalities instead of just being yeah and it and it wouldn't have taken kids. much because this movie really gets quite I don't, it's not super long and it gets quite relentless quite quickly yeah that's the thing i think like the it's only an hour and 42 great. minutes so there was definitely time to do a couple of little character moments like that and you could take out some of the sillier action stuff from later yeah it's not really that necessary to me, but whatever. Yeah, but a little or bit. Or of- some of that Zhao storyline that was like, nobody cares about him. Mm. It, he's really not easy to care about. No. As a person. Like, the rock saves him at the end and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, they need, well, unless they were to beef that character up, like we talked about before, where, where you make the whole love of his building be like, this is his obsession. Make it clearer that this is his obsession and this is all he's done and this is all he cares about and he's and going down with the ship. And yeah, like you've got to really pump that stuff up to make that work. Yeah, I he was too like affectless. Yeah, he was always kind of passive almost. And passive, yeah. It's just not very – Like it, it, you just sort of got the sense of a rich guy protecting his investment as yeah. much as anything. Um, also at the end of the movie there's a moment where The Rock's like, what are you going to do now? And Jow's like, rebuild. And I'm like, with what money? Like, do you still have another billion dollars here? It's another thing where... He had to borrow money in the first place. Yeah, it's, and that's another thing. Oh, no, he didn't. He paid the guy off. Sorry. Um, but that's another thing that's not earned either. Like, if you use a line rebuild when you've spent a whole movie establishing how much he, this was a labor of love and how much he loved this building and how much this was his passion project, you really got to establish that to have that payoff at the end. Yeah. Um, I did think the duct tape stuff was kind of cute. Yes, I like that as well. That was fun. Um. There's also a moment when 
the rocks being beaten up by the bad guys and the little girl goes, don't hurt him, which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. Like, I was like, what are you going to do? But it was funny and I thought it was cute. Yeah, I, um, I like the bit where he's holding onto the bridge, those two ropes, um, oh, yeah. where Nev Campbell's walking that across the his, balance beam. Yeah. That was his, look how hard and strong I am. Yeah, that was, I was, I, I thought of that as like his Captain America moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. But yeah, that was funny and also ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Funny. Um, the, um, yeah, okay. So <laughs> there was another moment that, in this movie that like it's a trope that's in a million movies and I don't usually notice it but I don't know I noticed it in this one where um the big bad guy yeah was said to one of his henchmen give Zhao your parachute and the guy's like what and he's like turns the gun on him and he's like give Zhao your parachute and I'm like any sensible henchman at this point would then immediately like the other group would then immediately stop trusting him right. and just jump off themselves. Right, because they're already suited yes, up. Because, like, this guy has now clearly established mm. that he doesn't care about your welfare. Yeah. Like, and he can't be trusted. No. So, I, you see it all the time, like, hench, uh, villains just hurting or killing their henchmen. Yeah. Like, willy-nilly. But these guys already had their parachutes on. They could have just jumped off, you know, yeah. and gone. Like, they were good to they go. They were fine. Um. They probably wouldn't get paid, but I mean, at this point, they're probably all going to die. So right, exactly. Like, and and parachuting off a building is probably better than dying at this point. Yeah, like um, if unless they, you know, mm. I, I just don't. I certainly better than being pushed off the building later on, or being shot. Yeah, like the guy, it, it looks like he's going to shoot them all at this point. Yeah, I don't know. It's something like the villain, the henchmen in these movies are always so dumb. Mm. They're so dumb. I suppose if you're going to do that kind of job in the first place, you'd have to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess. You're, yeah. But that really, like, because the guy had this kind of spark of personality for a second where yeah. he was like, wait, you're turning on me? That made me think that it's not something that the guy commonly does. Yeah. That I was like, mm, why don't the other henchmen like, get yeah. in on this now? Uh, I don't know. Keep the stakes high. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Hall of Mirrors thing, it, it kind of annoyed me more than it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I think I I I think I was glad because I realized at that point that um because there's a point at the end where he kind of gives up and holds onto his daughter. I'm like, oh, so Sarah can save them. Yeah, and I I liked that they had Sarah save them in the end. But yeah, I liked it until I realized that she was just doing what he told her to do. Yeah, so he had saved himself through her essentially. Yeah, like that th- just you know that kind of stuff that just yeah is still undermining women. Yeah, no, I, um, I see. And you shouldn't undermine Nev Campbell. No, because she's great. Yes, she stopped four serial killers. She's a hero, goddammit. <laughs> a Canadian hero. I just really like her. <laughs> I, want, I want an action movie like this, but she gets to be the hero. Well, yeah, I I, I mean, it's I'm really glad to see her. Yeah, me too. Because um, she's been on TV and stuff lately. Um, but I think she purposefully took a break from Hollywood for a while. Well, I mean, she, but... she did have her, um, an arc on um, House of Cards. Cool. For a while, but um, so I think she's been doing stuff. It's yeah. just not as high profile. Okay. Mm. Um, if you can't tell, I really like the screen movies. Mm, yes. yes. Also, I keep getting distracted by like thinking about Hereditary, which I also saw this weekend. Yeah, which I haven't seen yet because no. I'm I'm a wimp. Yeah, and it's not for the faint of heart. But I kept thinking about. I was like, no, that's the other movie. <laughs> I took notes on it and everything. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, that's not the movie we're talking about. Anyway, anyway, we yeah, could do sure, why not? Um, okay, I guess two and a half stars. I'm gonna give it 
two, I think. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, it was it was what I expected it to be, and it was like fun enough while you're watching it. It's not. Yeah. It goes. The time goes quickly. It looks good. The mm. rock is rocking. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, I was about to say, it's not rocket science. <laughs> anyway, but it really falls apart if you try and think about it yeah. at all. No. But you know, probably going to make big money in China. Yeah, definitely going to do that. With all those Chinese heroes and, and the Hong Kong setting, Hong Kong looks great and mm. it's cool. Like, you know, back you get to see a bit of the city. Now I'm like, I want to go to Hong Kong. Yeah. So I guess it's working on that level. Yeah. It, it's, it's do I mostly want to go to Hong Kong because I want to meet handsome policemen? But it's, it's returning on their investment. That's right. No, definitely get definitely a real Chinese blockbuster. And like I've said before. I do appreciate the fact that we get to see all of these Asian actors because of the right. China money stuff. Like, it's great. A lot of them are really great and we don't get a lot of exposure to those guys. Mm. Byron Mann, I think, is American. Um, yeah, but there's but, well, there's also crossover and stuff and, and, and people like um, John M. Chu, like directors who are now yeah. getting more work because of it. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there are definitely problems with it. But I yeah. do appreciate that we get to see more. Yeah, and it's, Asian it's giving and giving them roles and giving them like interesting roles because we talked about that last week with Randall Park and how it's so nice to see an Asian man do this silly comic role because so often they get boxed into a very small wind of like a range of things they're allowed to do. Yeah, and the sexy hero role because yeah, that's a real issue. Like the um, yeah, the way that um, Asian men are viewed. In- yes usually white dominated society yeah is, particularly is desexualized desexualized yeah. right and so to get to see them be like like you know byron man the hunky cop yeah um is really different or um what's his name um tomb raider guy oh um daniel Wu. yes who gets to be like the sexy hero guy now yeah and yeah like, yes because daniel Wu is really attractive right exactly um, so i enjoy yeah no it's it, it is actually a real a big upside of that uh, definitely. If, yeah, there are plenty of downsides. But Oh, and also we, we were talking about that woman who was the offsider to the cop. Right. And you said she's really dumb. And I'm, I, I think well, she has to hold the idiot ball. <laughs> yeah, she carries the idiot ball. But I, I, I don't mind that she gets to do that. Cause no, it's, right. It's usually like some dumb guy, mm. you know, and instead in this movie, it's an annoying woman who is yeah, like yeah. questioning everything. But not in like a sexist way. Yeah, she yeah. just is playing a role that is often in action movies. Yeah, she's, yeah, that's she's right. She's there the... to question things and yeah, be well, annoying. Yeah, she's there to question the hero cop. She's right, exactly. T- she's but, the person who follows the rules, you know. But that is genuinely like not some not a role that goes to women very often. No, and none of it was like and not a role that goes women to Asian are always women. like this. Yeah, you know, it's not like a you know women no. are dumb and annoying kind no. of thing. It's like a. Some cops are dumb and annoying, and then you have yeah, the hero some, some cop cops who... are overly officious, yeah, yeah, which is is a trope of action movies as well. And the stuff where she's like, maybe they're all in on it, and you're like, they're clearly not all in on it. That's yeah. stupid. Does that look like a man who is in on it? <laughs> right, but that's what I mean. Yeah, like, somebody has to say it, and I'm glad it's not a man. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. Okay, I'll wrap up then. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, you can find them on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.